This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire then. What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. <laughs> Sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority. You've been chilling at home watching us live on YouTube. Now, the Halftime Show has always got a twist to it. And not only does it have a twist to it, but I like to see it from different angles. And who better than Lucas Joyce to be on the show today? If you're wondering who that is, football has many sides to the game. And amongst that is all types of levels in the game. And so that way, I'm going to try and pick his brain on what it takes to become a professional footballer. What is it like dedicating your whole life to it? Traveling the world, being from all different angles, sides that you can imagine on this show. I happen to know him actually for quite a few years now, but the fact I've been, let's say, yeah, I've been stalking him. I've been watching his progress. I've been seeing how well he's been doing and who better than to get him on the show now that we have the halftime show up and running to see exactly what it takes. On the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! When you hear that beat and you hear that chart, you know it's only one time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international, local. Thank you very much for spending your Saturday afternoon with me here. And if you're not, don't worry, you can catch it on the YouTube channel. Pulse95 Radio out there, halftime show. And you get to see all these fantastic people on the show talking realness. Um, we got to give a, a round of applause and a big woohoo to Lucas Joy's in the building, otherwise known as Nawaf. What's up, Nawaf? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm good. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, the pleasure's all mine, man. And I know we go way back, so I really uh, am grateful that, you know, you're making you're making moves, man. You're doing, you're doing some good things. Slowly. It's, it's been a while though It's been a long time A it's, long grind Long hustle Yeah Yeah And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the show I wanted to hear all about it Like What does it take To, to become a professional footballer? I think One of the main words You'd have to say is Dedication mm-hmm. Consistency Motivation And hunger Yeah Because if you're not hungry You're not going to move Yeah and And with that when we talk about hunger and motivation, how do you stay motivated? You know, especially during these crazy times, how do you stay focused? I think sometimes you've got to look in life where you've came from, where you started and where you're at now, because I think sometimes in life, we're not grateful for the situation that we're in, mm-hmm. in that specific time. And we feel like, oh, why am I not here? Why am I not here? But if you were to look back, you can see that you've made maybe slowly, steadily, but you've made moves. Yeah. So it's the hunger to never go back to where you was before. Right. Um, as one of the main motivations, one of the main fuels to the fire. Yeah. To keep the fire burning. And and I hear the accent. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a dear accent to me. For me especially. When I hear the accent, I get happy. You can see me on YouTube, I'm smiling. The reason why, because 
That accent sounds familiar to me. Uh, tell the audience, where are you from? Where you been? I mean, I can hear all sorts of stuff in that accent. Talk to me. Straight out of Camden Town, London. <laughs> <laughs> Camden Town Camden in London. Town. Wicked. Okay. Um, and, and your roots are? So, Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Uh, tad of Caribbean. Okay. Tad of Arab. Nice. Okay. Um, family have been here for quite some time. Right. Uh, mainly in Kuwait. Okay. Uh, my sister and a couple other relatives were here in the UAE. So. Yeah. I'm in between the two. Excellent. And and you're fluent as well because when you came into the building and the security was saying, where are you going? You answered them back in Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, how, how did you end up in the UAE? Because you said family were in Kuwait, obviously Camden Town. How did you end up here? So it's quite a funny story, actually. Mm. Um, my sister was here um, with her family yeah. and her kids. Can we give her a shout out? Definitely shout out to my older sister Melissa. Shout out to Miss Melissa. Miss you. Yeah. Living life in San Francisco. Nice, <laughs> nice. Shout out to Melissa. Yeah. Okay. So she was out here. She was out here, and she said to me, "You know, why don't you come over and see a different aspect of life?" You know. What year yeah. are we talking? We're talking oof, 2017. Okay. Okay. She said, "Come over and see. You know how life is different to how it is back in the UK." Yeah. You know, Camden is one of those communities where everyone knows everyone. Yeah. You know, from the cleaner to the footballer that could have been to yeah. you know the the local teacher so I think it was more of a move to try and make me grow as a as a young man okay um, as someone that's been in the game for quite some time yeah I think she wanted me to see football from a different angle okay um, to you know taste what it's like to be outside of Europe yeah out of the European market if you want to call it and how was that different to back home when you came out here uh, very different very different um, of course cultural wise yeah. different rules that they have here in, in that are different in the, UAE. the UK yeah. um, football wise complete different tactical um, understanding Okay. complete different mentality of how the game is played so that definitely took an adjustment Yeah. and of course language mm. with, with, with language and communication how did you adapt to, to that? Not only with the different style of football, but also the, the, the different type of people around you, the, the cultures, the, the, the personnel, the ideas. How did you adapt to that? First things first, I think I'm a great believer that with the beautiful game of football, you don't need to, need to be able to speak a specific language. Mm. I think you can talk through the ball, yeah. how you pass the ball, how you move, where you move, when you move. You can talk like that. So I think that helped me out quite a lot and being around people my age and you know hearing them speak Arabic and then some guys in the team they're speaking English they're saying oh this means this and then eventually yeah. you get quite an interest to know you know yeah, yeah. if I can learn to converse with these guys in their language how much better of a connection would we have on the pitch Yeah. how much better could I make them warm towards me yeah. so that and, was and you spend much time with them off the pitch to get stronger on the pitch of course of course what kind of stuff do you guys do out here <laughs> I'm interested because I, I haven't experienced football out here from a coaching perspective obviously I was with the UAE national team women's for a while it's different um, very a different approach in that but when it comes to the men's side of the games how do you guys socialise outside of football I think culturally speaking on the UAE it's quite a tight knit community meaning that friends will stick with friends yeah. so 
you're always going to be invited to certain occasions, whether mm. it's sitting in a majlis where everybody watches TV or plays games or generally just sits and talks about their problems or what's going on. Yeah. Um, going to restaurants, going to the to the desert in winter, mm. taking June bugs and having fun, quad yeah. bikes doing, you know, yeah. extreme sports. Yeah, yeah. Going to the beach because the weather is always pretty much amazing here even in winter it's not like back home in the UK where oh. it rains every single day telling in me summer. <laughs> telling me we've got a question here uh, for you how often does a footballer reset that's a good wow question. yeah that's a great question give me a couple seconds to... <laughs> that's coming real from oh. a footballer who's who's had to reset a couple of times actually as well uh, m- many times yeah I think a footballer has to reset many times because you know they say you're as good as your last game. Yeah. You might have an amazing game on the weekend, two, three bad sessions, get into the next game and you're not doing what you did last game. That's mm. a reset in itself because you have to constantly remind yourself, I'm good enough. Yeah. I'm good enough. Not only that, you have the people that are responsible of putting you, you have to impress them. So you're always resetting, yeah. resetting that motivation, resetting, reaffirming that I'm good enough to be here. Yeah, the man behind me is not going to take my spot. Yeah, ah, brilliant. There you go. And that was only the first segment. I told you it was coming, man. We're going to take a quick break now. There's some uh, Mike Lowry to you. Shout out to Sam as well, who's in the building, and uh, and we'll be right back after the break. Enjoy. This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international and local. Thank you very much for tuning in. You know what? I mentioned fire round and everyone started dropping their questions for Lucas Joyce here on the halftime show for the fire round segment which by the way you're going to have to wait one more segment before we throw that in the works but thank you for everyone who's thrown in their suggestions Maria coming up with some good ones Rashid coming up with some good ones as well Sunny, I read your mind well and we're going to find out a lot about uh, Nawaf here on the show shout out to Dandashka as well who's just jumped in on the live right okay Nawaf um you face a lot of challenges as a footballer. Nowadays, it's been highlighted all over the media. Uh, obviously, for those that can see you on YouTube, they can see that you're a mixture of many different cultures and what a blessing it is to be so. But what are the challenges that you faced as a footballer? I think most definitely, with all honesty, you get judged a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. If you give a certain type of reaction, that's not liked. Yeah. I feel sometimes you're judged harsher than others because that's how you're perceived to be because you might be from that specific background or that specific colour, yeah. to be exact. Yeah. So that's definitely one of the things that I've faced throughout my youth career. Um, Is it a lack of education, do you think? Definitely, most definitely. You know, from what I've seen, I've always said that the, this needs to be at grassroots level brought to the table where you know people are aware of racism they are aware of culture they are aware of the different backgrounds and and the different you know uh, groups that we come from that it's accepted worldwide but 
how do you block out that sort of negativity when it comes down to focus? Because you're a focused guy and, and I've always said that one of the your, your biggest talents is, is how determined and focused, how you stay on the ball. How do you block all the negativity out? I think with negativity, you can do one of two things. You can either use it as fuel, fuel. to the fire mm -hmm. or you can use it to create self-doubt and other issues that's going to set you back. Yeah. But at the same time, do you want people that might not be happy about themselves yeah. hold you back because they're not happy with themselves or do you owe yourself that fire to get to where you want to get to, to say you know what whatever you're saying about me it's not true because look I'm this colour or this race or from here and mm. look where I've got and what's your, take, what's your take on um, people walking away from it like for example walking away from social media versus people staying on social media to raise more awareness on the topic what's your take on that are you someone that prefers to kind of you know like stop let's say uh, Instagram or are you someone that says you know what no I'm going to use it to my advantage and I'm going to use my platform to highlight the important issues that probably people aren't educated about I think definitely it's down to how strong the individual is yeah. I mean if family get involved and people start finding your family on Instagram and throwing certain things at them and you know attacking them of course one's going to think about coming off the, the platform completely yeah but I think it's very important for people that have a platform to stand up against it. Say, you know what? You're not going to ruin it for us just because you're small-minded and you're ignorant about a certain situation or you've, you're negative to a certain situation or certain person from a racial background, yeah. um, etc. So for me, I think standing up against it is better than walking away from it. Mm -hmm. Standing up against it doesn't mean that you have to fight and get into battles and throw other slurs at people, but it means that you can stand up in an articulate way and say, well, look, despite whatever you say, I'm here and there's nothing you can do about it. Good point. Very good point. And what was your what were your thoughts on the recent um, headlines of Sancho, Saka, you know, Rashford and the backlash that came from England being eliminated from the Euros. I think it definitely showed a very big underlying problem there is in the UK in grassroots football. Mm. Let alone the superstar level at a Euro. Yeah. If those guys can receive that type of treatment, what type of treatment are the guys at the lower level receiving that no one hears about? Mm, absolutely. Um definitely sent out a statement that it's definitely something that needs to be addressed as you said within the grassroots because it starts from the bottom up mm, yeah the society but, in itself but now they're in a situation where they have to do something about it mm. because if they don't it's just going to get crazy you know I don't think anyone expected the scenes or the things to happen that happened when England uh, lost the final yeah but it's happened, so we have to deal with it. It's something that's been spoken about. Campaigns have gone on throughout the season, and this is more affirmation to say that, you know what, this is something that needs to be tackled head on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with the government in itself and the way they've handled it pre-tournament, let alone exposing, you know, all those people to a final where, you know... People were intoxicated, people were starting very early and it got to a point where it got out of control. I think not being in control was kind of like one of the, the, the downfalls in that. I'm going to put you in a scenario. You're in the Euros final. 
you're coming up again in, in extra time. And you've got one minute left. And Gareth Southgate goes, Nawaf, I need you to come on. And you take a penalty. What goes through your mind? First thing that's going to go through my mind, if I'm completely honest, is yeah. that I'm not ready. I'm okay. not warm. Okay, okay. And do you have to be, like, again, because you're a professional footballer, do you have to be warm to take a penalty? Do you need touches on the ball? Because you know you can't warm up with a football while the game is going on. Yeah. So would you say something to the coach or would you keep that in? How, how would you, what's going through your mind? Again, I think it's to do with how strong your mental mental strength is. Yeah. For you to say, you know what? I could say something, but it could be detrimental to the team. Mm. Let me take it on my shoulders and handle it. Yeah. And no matter the outcome, I stood up to the occasion. I think for me, I'll definitely feel like, wow, I'm not warm. Because as a footballer, if there's any footballers listening in or anyone that plays sport, you need to get up to the pace of the game. You need to feel the game. It's not just kicking the ball and that's it you need to get into the game you need to find your touch you need to find your range you need to see how this player stands how the goalkeeper reacts to certain things you know mm. he might not be good at getting down yeah that's your penalty shooting down yeah. he might be good at getting up yeah so definitely there would be millions of things <laughs> running through my brain there it probably doesn't help that Donnarumma is standing in goal about 6-6 six, six. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not <laughs> Now, um, you mentioned mental fitness, and I know we spoke about this off-air as well. What role does that play in perfecting your craft, albeit for those that aren't footballers, that are athletes, or even those that want to perfect you know, a discipline? What role does mental fitness play for you? So for me, I've always felt that it's 40% ability and 60% mental fitness, because sometimes you might be fit, but up there in the head, you might be unfit. Mm. And from the top, it follows down. Yeah. You might not be performing as well as you should be because your mentals isn't right. So for me, mental fitness is the key to everything. Positivity is the key to everything because if you approach things with negativity, you're just going to get negative, negative energy back. Yeah. If you approach things with positivity, you never know the outcome. And more often than so, the outcome when you approach something with positivity is positive. Yeah, energy and positive outcome coming. Yeah, and and when you're when you're when you're trying to manifest those kind of vibrations and the energy in that, do you think of something specific, or do you speak to someone specific, or do you remember something specific? How do you channel that? Most definitely, first and foremost, I think about my mother mm. because being from where I'm from, it's not the easiest background. So my mother's definitely somebody that's sacrificed a lot for me to be here and definitely supported me and many other people that have supported me to be here so of course in times where I need to think about these things those are the first people I think about to do it for them obviously for, for myself also but to know that you got people counting on you so if you give up on yourself or you give up on this you give up on them absolutely and that's not an option absolutely there you have it folks that's segment two done already and you know what that deserves a little um Unbelievable, Jeff. Unbelievable, Jeff. If I'm Chris Kamara. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after the break. Enjoy this, folks. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> Thank you. 
It sure is that time. It's the halftime show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, Come Everything Sport, international and local. We're having a good time here at the studio, so shout out to everyone who's tuned in wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Charger Broadcasting Authority, we're chilling at home watching us live on YouTube, and shout out to everyone on Instagram as well, who are still throwing in the fire round questions for my guest. Now I have here, Lucas Joyce, in the building, a professional footballer who is playing at a very, very good level out here in the UAE. And not only that, by the way, but listen, you better watch out because he's coming your way. And you might have just played against him because I had someone yesterday that messaged me saying, Oh, my, I know him. I know him. I know, I know, no, I've... I used to play football with him and I said, what's your name? He goes, Fahad. I said, nice to meet you, Fahad. <laughs> so you got people who recognize you definitely, uh, Nawaf. And uh, so the fire round, let me just tell you a bit more about the fire. Fire round, there's no wrong answers. Okay. I'll throw anything random at you. You tell me what you think of it. Try to keep up to a sentence. I don't like to just say keep it to one word because that'll be tough. Okay. <laughs> I'm not trying to bait you out like that. But... Yeah, like I said, you enjoy it, you do your thing, and then we're going to have some fun with it. People have already been sending in, you know, uh, their their questions, and some of them I will actually throw you away. Are you ready for it? Let's go. All right, here we go. Let's just turn up the music, switch up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> London vibes. <laughs> All right. Coffee. Yes. <laughs> Ronaldo or Messi? Ronaldo. Why did chicken cross the road? Wow. <laughs> you can answer more than one word, you know. To get the eggs. <laughs> Someone said nuggets on the show once. Um, you can sit on a table with anyone on the world. Who is it? Who would it be? Cristiano Ronaldo. Ooh, okay. Uh, if you could play any other sport, which would it be? NFL. NFL, really? Why? So cool. Okay, okay. 442 or 433? Definitely 433 because I ain't trying to defend. <laughs> At least he's honest. Um, who do you support? Chelsea. There you go. That's, that's your answer. Who is the colour? I didn't know the answer to that. Rashid's asking you Manchester United or Manchester United, but I won't even put you through that. <laughs> uh, okay. Pep or Klopp? Pep. Genius. Pochettino or Nuno? Pochettino. Hmm. Okay. Veganism. Cool. <laughs> England national team. Mm. <laughs> did, you, did you see that on the YouTube? To say about that one. <laughs> did you see his face? Uh, <laughs> uh, who's your London team? We answered that. Jalof Rice or Mendy? Mendy. Really? Akid. Oh man, I would have gone Jalof Rice. Uh, <laughs> song or artist to get hyped to? Artist. Yeah. Oh. Which artist? Future. Oh, okay. Um, funniest teammate you've ever played with? That's a good one. I am the funniest, so... Are you the joker of the pack? Yeah. Are you? I need to, I need to find out more about that. Um, London rain or UAE heat? UAE heat all day. Ideal holiday destination? Maldives. Perfect way to reset? Removing yourself from a situation. Mm. Apart from Cristiano Ronaldo, if you could live in anyone's body for one day, who would it be? LeBron James. Mm, why LeBron James? Absolute legend. What a, what a professional. Okay, I like that. And I watched Space Jam yesterday and it was cool. Space Jam 2? Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10. Be honest <laughs> with me, don't lie. <laughs> Good? Because I was going to go watch it yesterday, but I wasn't going to do it. 6.5? Yeah. yeah. LeBron James or Michael Jordan? 
Wow. That's not fair. Nah, nah, no, it's, it's my show. Michael, <laughs> Michael, I guess, is going to have to be. Sorry, Lebron. Michael Jordan. Yeah. I like that. Pele or Maradona? Pele. Mm, really? Most definitely. He definitely went through a lot of prejudice that, you know, Maradona didn't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Favorite World Cup? 2018. And if you could represent any national team, who, who would you represent for? Portugal. Nice. Um... Renato Sanchez Baller Really? What, what, what hasn't he done to, to be at the level everyone knows he should be? Consistency Mental health Okay Not being in the moment Not building on the moment did he, did he rush it too soon? Most definitely Going mm. to a club like Bayern is not easy Yeah, absolutely You're in the pecking order They got the money to spend, you know? Yeah R9 or Pele? Ooh, yeah, I, they, hey, they asked the question, not me. Don't <laughs> Can I say more than one word? No, you can't say <laughs> R Pele. <laughs> can I say like a long sentence? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can say you can say a sentence. The fine. games is the game is all about stats, right? Right. Look at Pele's stats. He scored like one thousand seven hundred fifty goals. So yeah. I have to go with Pele because the game's all about stats. <laughs> we talk about beautiful football. Of yeah. course, it's R nine all day. Mm. I don't know you got me on that one you know it's a hard one Zidane or Ronaldinho that was me that was me I have to put my hand up that was me you are killing me <laughs> that was me <laughs> Dino yeah yeah remember that toe punt you scored against Chelsea that was unreal I do at Stamford that Bridge crazy yeah I had man standing like a mannequin <laughs> for real <laughs> <laughs> FIFA or football manager FIFA most definitely Mm, I'm too old, you know. <laughs> I'm too old for this. <laughs> Your Windows 98, yeah? yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> last but not least, your experience on the Halftime Show. Amazing, and I hope to be invited back. Hey, you better watch this space. And I'm just saying now, when he is up there and I give him a call watch him not answer my phone mm, nah, <laughs> we've been in this for a long time brother that is true no, I'm that, with you that is true 100% alright we're going to take a quick break that was the fire round thank you very much and you know what that was definitely another one, another one and it was unbelievable oh Jim. man I couldn't agree with you more we'll be right back after the break enjoy folks I'll see you in a bit this is the Halftime Show with Umar Paduri on This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It sure is that time, and it's almost full time on the halftime show. We're having a good time here. Me and Lucas Joyce, Nawaf, is in the building. We're having uh, plenty of discussions. If you're on the Instagram live, you're probably thinking, Yeah, what else? What else? Keep talking. But we had to come back to the show because uh, we were discussing development in sport. And I thought, You know what, Nawaf? Let's just roll on and let's talk about this on air. Because we, because Nawaf, obviously, being a footballer and, and understanding you know, what it takes to make it in the game, and then we were talking about people like Jude Bellingham and Haaland and Sancho. And and all these players um, now what do you think for example I know you like the idea that Sancho went to Manchester United but do you not think there would have been maybe a more suited club for him than Manchester United I'm just throwing it your way you know I think 
I personally think United's a good fit for him because of the history of wingers. Mm. They're known for having amazing wingers. Yeah. And I think he could fit the script if those around him are on the same page. Yeah. I most I think I think it's scary if it goes right. If all those people get together. Exactly. Mm. But if they start swapping and changing like they're doing with Rashford and one minute striker and not really for example, Martial not giving the guy a long he's enough run in, con- in his he's, position. He's not in a conversation. Disappeared. And he and by the way, when he came to United he was a the, the prospect. I mean comparisons with Thierry Henry yeah. being French, being quick, being good on the ball was straight away. But you see, that's what we were talking about off air in terms of um, the development in players and Germany being a factory for these people. Um, I, I don't know personally. I'm looking at someone like Haaland at the moment now and I'm thinking, Oof, you're investing in, in a player that's going to give you five, six years minimum. Then I look at someone like Harry Kane and Manchester City being interested, let's say, because we haven't had full confirmation of exactly what the offer is, but being interested. You know what? I'll I'll tell you what Harry Kane reminds me of with this whole Manchester City. It reminds me of the Robin Van Persie Arsenal switch. Because he'll give you a year, they'll probably win the league, he'll probably be top scorer, but the way that Harry Kane's body has taken you know, the hits over the years and almost shifting into a number 10 from a number 9 like a Wayne Rooney did, wouldn't it be better to invest in a Haaland in a year's time than to go for Kane now? What do you think about that one? I agree with what you're saying, but I think the way the game's going and that it's developing so much, because mm. they're spending so much money, they don't have time to say, you know what, I'm going to spend 80 million and I know it's going to come so good within three years. Yeah. They want cups now. They want wins now. Look at Chelsea. Yeah. Look at the PSGs. You don't win, you're out. Yeah. Managers don't have time for that. So they would rather spend the money on the returns now than the returns after. So do you not think Haaland will return now if he went to... You know, okay, go, now you you know what? <laughs> the Prem is the Prem, isn't it? Yeah. It's not easy. If he goes to City and he's playing with De Bruyne and he's playing with Mares and Sterling and Bernardo... But we could have said the same thing about when Di Maria went to United. We thought it was going to be a demolition and he pretty much did zilch. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. But that's the reason why I was questioning whether Sancho would be the right fit. I like, I really like Sancho as a player. And I was speaking to my cousin about this yesterday. And if you are looking at someone like Harry Kane, you're thinking, listen, he will deliver. He will deliver, no doubt. But then I also think about who's worked with Pep Guardiola as a striker who could do exactly what Harry Kane does and is in better shape than him, even though he's older. And I think of Lewandowski. And he'd be and he'd be cheaper as well. Unreal. Hey, listen, I'm just putting it out there, Pep, if you're listening. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> go for Lewandowski. Um, before we let you go, uh, Nawaf, where can we follow you? Have you got anything coming up? What's what's the latest with that? Uh, so first, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. No Limit Nawaf. So no limit, N A W A F. Follow me, I'll follow you back. Yeah. Um, what's coming up? Stay tuned to see. You know, great things happen. I've been working for a very long time. Excellent. Uh, you know that I've been in this game for a while. Yeah. Not slowing down. Not looking to slow down. Looking to add more gas to the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Keep pushing. Opportunities are coming. So. Yeah. sooner than later you know and, and seeing as we manifest good energy here you're going to give us the exclusive when great things happen to you most definitely love it and there you go and that is full time 
on the Halftime Show. Thank you very much for tuning in. Remember, you can catch it every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, 3 to 4 UAE time. And if you did miss the show, don't worry. Head over to the podcast. Check out Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And Nawaf, before I let you go, anything you want to say? I do definitely want to say that anyone that's listening, that's an athlete, whatever you do, always believe in yourself. Despite people saying you can't do it, this and that, always believe in yourself. Always approach things with positivity because you never know what could happen. Believe in yourself, work hard. Consistency is key because without consistency, you're not going to go anywhere. Just keep working hard and have faith. If I had to drop a mic, I'd drop it right now. Now, I thank you very much for coming on the show and I'm looking forward to hearing all your good news soon. Thank you, brother. Stay blessed, people. We are out. It's the Halftime Show and we're done. Have a great day. Stay blessed. Peace and love. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.